welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. This is amazing to be here with such faith-filled people. People filled with the Spirit of God. People filled with the plan and the wisdom and the knowledge of God. People who know the calling that God has on your life. And it's a great calling. So great that not one other person in this world has the same calling that you do. When this is revealed to you, you're going to look at God and say, I've never seen anything like this. How could this ever happen? You've never seen it before because you weren't there to do it. And God needs you to put your hand to what he has called you to, to fulfill his will. I am so grateful and so honored for Pastor John and Carla. Thank you so much for inviting me here in your home with your people. This is such a blessing. I've I've spent many nights running around this church, (laughs) having, having a fun time getting to know God more, getting to know him in an intimate way, getting to know that God is fun. It's not a burden to serve God. He's not a mean God looking for your faults, looking for your failures, just waiting for you to mess up so he could tell you, I, I told you so. No, he believes the best in you. And he wants you to have a fulfilled life, full of joy, overflowing with joy. You know, that is the mark that is on our lives as sons and daughters of the Most High God. It is joy. We happily take up the calling and serve Almighty God. You know, listening to the praise and worship, your praise and worship team did a fantastic job and they almost uh, convinced me to change my message a little. (laughs) They said, take up your position. We need that more than ever right now. And I charge each and every one of you to examine what that means for you in this time. Moms, I want you to look at your children and say, what can I do to make sure this world is better than I found it for my children? Don't look at the circumstance and say, because I have my children, I can't do this. It's because you have your children that you have to do something great for their future. God is ever multiplying the grace in our life. He is ever empowering us. He is always enabling us to do exactly what he's called us to do. And only we can limit his plan in our life. So I challenge you to live limitless. I challenge you to look at the word of God and take it as truth. When God tells you that nothing is impossible, 
I want you to agree with what God is saying. Do not agree with what the enemy is telling you about your circumstance. There's a lot going on in the world right now that we can argue about, we can debate about, we can complain, we can say there's no hope. But I refuse to agree with what the enemy is doing when I have the word of the Most High God that says we have the victory. I've read the end of this book, and church, we win. This book is all about freedom. We sung it today. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And if you really break that verse down, it says, where the Spirit is, Lord, there is liberty. Where are you making Jesus Lord in your life? Is he Lord over your marriage? Is he Lord over your children? Is he Lord over your finances, your business, your work product? When you go to work, are you just waiting to punch out? Or are you doing, are you doing your work as though you are working unto the Lord? When we begin to exalt him above our problems, above our circumstances, that's when we see that God can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever hope, dream, ask, think, or imagine. We read in Mark eleven twenty three 23 about speaking to our mountains. Those are those things that are so big that we say they're impossible. They're immovable. They're always going to be there. They're always in the way. They're always going to be a hindrance in my life. But Jesus said to speak to that mountain. He didn't say have your neighbor speak to it. He didn't say have your husband speak to it. Your wife speak to it. Your pastor speak to it. Your mountain, your impossibility needs to hear your voice. You declare what God is saying over that circumstance and you will see it removed. Just like we sung today, you know, it's, I, I kind of have to um, have the interpretations for, this, for these tongues here. I don't usually write like that. <laughs> Waiting on that interpretation. One of the songs we sang today said, live like I've never known defeat. Wow. Wow. What if we never knew what failure looked like? Would we ever reconsider what God is calling us to do if we didn't know what the failure looked like? That's how God sees you. When he looks down from heaven at you and what he's called you to, he doesn't see your past mistakes. Thank God he doesn't see mine. I read Hebrews 11 and I read through that hall of fame, faith heroes. And I see that God worked with some real losers. You know, these are the children of God and he didn't even try to conceal what was going on. And he said, but by faith, they believed me and extraordinary things were done. Rahab, a prostitute, is in the lineage of our Lord Jesus Christ because she obeyed God Almighty. How incredible is that? Now I might get to my message. <laughs> This is all about faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Amen. There's some things that we haven't seen yet. 
But we have a favorable, confident expectation that what God has promised, we will see come to pass. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. And what he says will be done. I love the Constitution because it highlights we the people. And we the people are we the church. And church, this is our year. This is our time to rise up and show forth the goodness of God, the love of God. We sang about the love of God today. It is only the love of God that can draw men unto him. Love is the most powerful force in the universe. How do I know that? Because God is love. And there is nothing more powerful than God. It is that love that will cause men to change their mind about God. To to change their mind about who God is. That love will cause you to change your mind about who you are. The world will try to rehabilitate the hell out of you, teach the hell out of you. Parents may try to whip the hell out of you, but only Jesus can love the hell out of us. Now, God has done extraordinary things in my life for many years now, but the one that's been on display the most would be where I am today in the position that I hold. And that's not necessarily a credit to me or to my abilities or to my talents. In fact, it was a great work of God to get me here. So many people said, you are unqualified. You are uneducated. You only have a GED girlfriend. What are you going to do with that? They said, you don't have the experience. You don't have the money. You don't have the connections. But I had the spirit of the Lord working in and through me. Christians, God is calling us to positions of influence, to positions of authority like never before. God is removing corrupt politicians and he is installing leaders. He is installing righteous men and women to carry out his glory and to usher in the coming of the Lord. I've seen it myself. I've seen the people who are winning these battles, who are winning these races. I've seen the people who are being taken out. When I first arrived in Congress, I think one of the most surprising things to me was how many men and women are there for the right reasons. How many Christians are actually serving in office right now? I'm a member, I I thought there were only about four. There there happens to be quite a few more than that. (laughs) I'm a member of the Freedom Caucus and I wanted to be surrounded by these men and women because I knew they adhered to the Constitution. I know that that is a divinely inspired document. And I know the faith that our founding fathers had to create that document. 
These men and women in the Freedom Caucus, they actually debate the constitutionality of everything they do. Not just votes they take, but rules and procedures. How you're going to vote. Are you going to vote by proxy? Are you going to be in person to vote? There are six members of Congress right now who have not shown up once for work this year. Not one time. But not only do we debate the constitutionality of things, but sometimes in those debates, they get a little heated. And there's one member, I would love for you all to look him up, he's from Georgia, Congressman Jody Heiss, hopefully the next Secretary of State in Georgia. We were all in a heated debate about what we were going to do with the certification of the Electoral College votes on January 6th. And it was getting a little tense. And Congressman Jody Heiss stood up and said, we need to seek God's counsel in this. The debate ceased and we all entered into prayer in agreement and sought God's wisdom for what we should do. And I knew that I was in the right group of people that day. And I never wanted to be a part of anything else in Congress. If there was no other group that would accept me, these are the men and women that I wanted to be with. Now, our Constitution is a great example of faith. Our founding fathers are a great example of faith. They know that government is not God. They knew that God had to be first. Freedom had to be First, it is for freedom that we have been set free. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. This book is all about freedom and our founding fathers knew that. Their example of faith is so encouraging. They were living under the rule of a tyrannical king. You know, God never wanted us to have kings. Just one king. King Jesus. But God also will give us what we ask for. When we declare something, we have what we say. The people petitioned God for a ruler, and he gave it to him. He desired to be their God, to be our God, and for us to be his people. But he said, I'll, have, I'll let you have this, but let me help you develop it. And our founders sought that wisdom Under the rule of a tyrannical king, they declared the end from the beginning. They declared their independence while they were still oppressed. They wrote that declaration and signed their names to it, knowing that there was no turning back. But they had faith in each other and they had faith in God. And not only did they declare that independence, but on July 4th, 1776, they celebrated that independence as though it already belonged to them. And then they went out and fought the battle. And church, that is what we are supposed to do. We are supposed to declare our victories, celebrate those victories, enjoy, knowing that we will have the end of our faith. God is the author and the finisher of our faith. So we declare the end from the beginning until we see that victory. It already belongs to you. You know, when we sometimes seek God for our own plan, 
Sometimes I think I get in God's way more than the enemy does. Sometimes I have to ask God, save me from myself. Get me out of the way of your plan. And in Genesis 50, 20, if any of you have your Bibles, let's turn there. We could, we could open this thing up. I got my big Bertha with me today. I travel with her. <laughs> but as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. In order to bring about, as it is this day, to save many people alive. I love that. Sometimes what we're saying is actually meant for evil against us because we're agreeing with the wrong word. Sometimes it's not CNN or the Denver Post that is meaning evil. Sometimes we just got to get out of our own way. But even then, even in our failures, even in our weakness, even in our mistakes, God's mercy is so much greater. And even when we get in our own way, God meant it for good. And he will turn that for good. There are many plans in a man's heart, but God's purpose will stand. Proverbs 19, 21. Church, sometimes I think we spend a lot of time looking for brand new revelation. God, what do you have new for me today? What's, what's the new big thing? I'm kind of bored in what I'm doing in my faith walk, in my job, in my marriage. It just seems a little mundane. What are you doing with the revelation God has already provided to you? What are you doing with the word that comes from your pastors every Sunday? Are you living that out each and every day? I wish I could say I was. I serve in New Creation Church in Glenwood Springs with Pastors Mark and Natasha, and they, they're incredible. And without them, and without them explaining the word of God to me, I wouldn't know to step out in faith into the degree that I do. I wouldn't know to be obedient. And if it wasn't for knowing to believe God, to trust God, when I don't know the outcome, when I don't know what it's going to look like, I wouldn't be here. I argued with God when he called me to this position. I let him know everything everybody else was going to say about me. Like he didn't know. But it was God who qualified me. It was God who equipped me. But I had to step out in faith and obey what God was saying. So what are you doing with the revelation that you've already received? Because everything that pertains to life and godliness has been given to you. There is nothing that you lack. There is nothing that you have need of. Our, going back to our founding fathers, they understood the proper role of government. The proper role is to secure our rights and to keep us free. It's God's role to heal us, to provide for us, yeah. to provide safety, to deliver us, to set us free. Government is not there to keep us safe. Nope. Government is not there to heal us. Government is there to keep us free. And that has to remain a priority. Turn over with me to Exodus 14. 
What are you doing with the revelation that you already have, with the word that's already been given to you? Exodus 14. Let's go to verse 14. The Lord will fight for you and shall hold your peace. Sometimes we know that the battle is the Lord's, but we have anxiety in it. God will remove that anxiety and give us peace. Give us peace when, when no one else thinks that we should have it. When all the attacks are coming, when all the stress is there, God will still your heart and give you peace. Verse 15, And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? He said, I've already given you the commandment. I've already given you revelation. I've already given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. I've given you pastors that I've called to equip you, saints, the set-apart ones, God's elect. I've given you everything, church. Why do you cry out to me? And then he said to Moses, tell the children of Israel to move forward. Faith Heights, I'm telling you today, move forward. God has already equipped you. God is empowering you. He is enabling you. Now I need you to put one foot in front of the other and move forward. God said to Moses, but lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. What is in your hand? What is in your hand? What has God already said to you that maybe you didn't feel you were qualified enough to do? Don't limit God's call on your life. Do we get over at 11 or 1130? 1130, okay. Praise the Lord. I was going to try to wrap this up in three minutes. <laughs> Glory to God. So if we go over to Exodus 18... This is where we see God start to form some type of government. Moses' father-in-law came to him in verse 14, and he said, why do, you, why do you alone sit and all the people stand before you from morning until evening? This, and then in verse 17, this is not good. The thing that you do is not good. Moses was getting bogged down and overwhelmed. And he said, you need help. You need people to come alongside of you and help lift some of this burden. God's commandments aren't burdensome, like we said. His ways are easy. His yoke is light. And God will bring people around you to help fulfill that vision, to help walk out that vision. God will connect you with some of the most unusual people that you would never choose yourself. And God places them because he knows they have exactly what you need to fulfill that call. Yes. In verse 21, he tells Moses what kind of people to bring up. Moreover, you shall select from all the people able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness and place such rulers over them to be rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, rulers of tens. 
God told us what kind of people to put in these positions of authority. And he is working with us now to make sure that's what the United States of America has. Amen. He is raising up men and women who fear God, who love the truth, who hate covetousness. Now, if you go over with me to Titus, Titus 1.5. Titus left my Bible. He's in there. It says, For this reason I left you in Crete, that you should set in order the things that are lacking and appoint elders in every city as I command you. There's some things lacking and we need Christians. We need spirit-filled men and women of God to rise up and set in order these things that are lacking. Now look, church, I'm a mom of four boys. I own a restaurant. There's a lot of chaos that can come out of those things. But I've spent a lot of time taking those situations that are filled with chaos and putting them in order. So Washington, D.C. is right up my alley. <laughs> but God is calling you to put some things in order. And he needs righteous men and women who love the word of God to do that. You are ambassadors. You are ambassadors of Christ Jesus. And if you go to 2 Corinthians 5.17, we've been called to the ministry of reconciliation. And we do that with all of the authority that Jesus has given to us. He said, behold, I give you all of the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And as ambassadors of Christ Jesus, we do not go out on our own authority. That would be kind of weak anyway. Why would we want to subject ourselves to that? We go out in the authority of Almighty God, of everything that Jesus purchased for us by his blood. That's a pretty weighty calling to have all of the authority backing you. I love the story of the centurion. He understood authority. And as a business owner, I can relate to him. When I give instructions on a task that needs to be fulfilled, I tell the person who I trust to complete that task. And after I've said it, I consider it done. The word has been spoken. The command has gone out. And to me, I consider it done. How many things has Jesus called us to do? He has called us as ambassadors, given us all the authority that we need to accomplish what he's telling us to do. And sometimes we come back to him and say, oh, I didn't know you wanted me to do that. <laughs> when I have my chief of staff, Jeff Small, on a mission. He knows that he has all of the authority of this office backing him. 
He has all of the authority of the office of Congresswoman Lauren Boebert when he gets on the phone and says, we need this done. We have veterans affairs issues that need to be handled immediately. The Congresswoman is expecting this to be done and he has all of the authority that he needs to accomplish that. And so then I just wait on the report to come back to say, that veteran that called, it's all taken care of. Exactly like you asked, it is finished, it is complete. And that is what Jesus is calling us to in so many areas of our life. The centurion understood, you only need to speak the word and it will be done. He said, I am a man under authority and I know that when the command goes out, I say to this one, go, and he goes. That is what God is calling us to do in so many areas. God has equipped you for everything that he is calling you to. And I need you to be bold. This is not a time to draw back and to be timid. God has not given you a spirit of fear. He has not given you a spirit of timidity, but of power and love and of a sound mind. That's a well-disciplined mind. So when the news comes on and starts telling you this or that, you don't get swayed by what they're saying. You don't get distracted by the lies that are being told. I, I talk to a lot of youth and I always encourage them. First of all, I, I'm always encouraged at how engaged they are. There's a lot of our youth right now paying attention. I have seven-year-olds who are watching what's going on. I have middle schoolers who watch YouTube videos of speeches on the house floor. They are engaged. And I encourage them when I talk to them, read your Bible and your constitution and no one can ever steer you away from the truth. You will always know the truth when you read these documents. Our constitution is divinely inspired. Our founding fathers loved God and they sought his wisdom when they created that. When our children know who they are, who created them, why they were created, what they are called to, and the rights that they have to accomplish all of that, there is nothing that can get in their way. So church, what are we saying? What are we speaking? What are we declaring? Are we declaring the end right now? Are we declaring the victory that we want to see? Are we declaring defeat? Are we declaring limitations? Are we declaring doubt? I need you to be believing believers. God said that signs will follow those that believe. Not those who doubt. Those who believe. God actually called an unbelieving heart evil. So let's just believe God. Let's just believe what he says is true and that he is capable of doing everything that he promised that he would. 
God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And I know that I'm in a room filled with people who diligently seek God, diligently seek his plan. And I pray that a spirit of wisdom and revelation would fall on you and would rest on you like never before, that you would truly understand the hope of your calling, that, the, that your understanding would be enlightened and you would know exactly what God is calling you for. I, I hope you can look at my position and where God has placed me as an encouragement. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to get it all right all the time. Love God, love people. I'm so grateful for the people that God put in my life to show me the goodness of God and the plans that he has. I know out of this room, men and women will rise up in a great and bold way. And all over the state of Colorado, people will look. They will look at the signs. They will look at the wonders that are taking place here, the miracles that are taking place, the positions that are being filled by righteous men and women. And they will say, surely their God has done great and mighty things for them. I just want to leave you with a little bit of encouragement to not doubt what God is calling you to. You are more than able. You are more than able to do everything. You just have to step out and believe God. Maybe you'll spend a couple of days arguing with him. I did. But when you get that revelation that drops in your heart, and you know where he is calling you to be and the positions he is calling you to fill, that you will grab a hold of that so tightly and never let it go until you have everything that God has shown you. He will give you dreams. He will give you visions. He will instruct you. Allow the Holy Spirit to be your guide in everything. Let him talk to you. He loves to talk to his children. He loves to give us counsel. Ask God and he will answer you. I hope you see what God is doing in the hearts of men and women in Colorado right now and know that you can do that and so much more. God is a God of multiplication and he is always looking for something greater to do with his people. Even Jesus said, greater works than I will you do. Yeah. Pastor John, Carla, thank you so much for, for having me here today. It is such a blessing and such an honor to share a little bit of what's on my heart. I hope that you will all get involved in these local positions. Our children and schools need you. Amen. We need Godly men and women filling school board positions. It is the school board that determines the curriculum, not the governor. We need righteous men and women in those positions 
to raise up a godly heritage. From the ground up, we are going to saturate this place with the love of God, with the wisdom of God, with the power of God. In every position, in every place, God will be glorified. Thank you all so much. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab. 